Hey, good morning and welcome back to Hope Church. Welcome home. We are glad that you are here with us today. If you're visiting for the very first time, we want to let you know we are glad that you are here today. We want to invite you over to our website at the end of our time together this morning. Go to hopewintergarden.com, click on I'm new, and we'd love for you to give us a connect card so that we can connect with you. If you call Hope Church your home, Hope High Five. Maybe you're watching with some people, give them a Hope High Five. And uh, we are just glad that you guys are here today. Hit the share button, man. Let your friends know about your church. And uh, we can't wait to see you guys soon. Hey, we are in week two of our series, New Normal. Week two of New Normal. And I hope that you, like last week, I hope last week you're able to flush that out with your with your friends, with your family. And, and we looked at this idea last week, this. Our new normal is to see everyone as equal. Our new normal, your new normal, my new normal should be to see everyone as equal. We should see people the way Jesus the way Jesus sees us, he sees all of us the same. Red, yellow, black, and white, different economic backgrounds, different political backgrounds. Jesus sees you and I, all of us. He sees all of humanity the same. So our new normal needs to be that we should see everyone as equal. We looked at a passage of scripture last week that I want to read for you one more time before I get into week two of our talk today. And it was, it was Luke chapter 10. The Bible says in verse 25, one day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what must I do? What should I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says to him, he replies, what does the law of Moses say and how do you read it? The man answered, and he said this, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. I want to answer this question for you today that will be on the screen, and it's this. How do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? Because in this story, this, this young man runs up to Jesus and says, Jesus, how, how, what, what should we do to have eternal life? And Jesus says, you should love me with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. All of you, you should love me. And then you should love other people. You should see people the way that I see them. You should love the world. You should love all of humanity. And then he says, you should love them. You should love your neighbor as you love yourself. And the thing I learned as a pastor and being a pastor of this church and all the years of experience that I have is I realized this. A lot of people don't see themselves the way Jesus sees them. And so if Jesus tells us in this passage of scripture to love your neighbor as you love yourself, if you don't love yourself right, if you don't see yourself the right way, then how in the world are you going to love your neighbor? How are you going to love your community, your nation? And, and last week we, we, we used this phrase, and I want to say it to you today, it's just that everyone's your neighbor. Like, how are you going to love people if you don't love yourself? How are you going to love people if you don't like yourself? And maybe we don't love our neighbors, we don't like our neighbors because we don't love our because we don't love ourselves, we're never going to see people right. We're never going to treat people right the way Jesus asked us to do that until we see ourselves the right way. And so today I want to talk to you today about how you see yourself. I, I want to help you. I, I, I'm your pastor and I'm your friend and, and I, I, love, I, I love hanging out with you guys. And I wear a lot of different hats for a lot of you guys that are watching from, from around the world. But I want to help you today. I want to help you see yourself 
the way Jesus says you should see yourself. I mean, there's magazines when you go to the store today, you can look at magazines and they'll tell you how you can see yourself. But I just believe that we got to look to God's word today, this morning, and we got to look ourselves the way Jesus tells us to look at ourselves. We got to see ourselves the way Jesus tells us to see yourself. So if you're following along, the verses will be on the screen with you today. John chapter 4, very familiar story. You've, you've heard it before if you've been to Hope Church or maybe if you've grown up in church, you've heard this passage of scripture. And we're going to look at a Samaritan woman. Last week, we looked at a Samaritan man that stepped in and helped out a Jewish person. Today, we're going to flip the script. We're going to see a Jewish person step in and help a Samaritan person. In John chapter 4, verse 1 says this, Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he, Jesus, was baptizing and he was making more disciples than John. Although Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. So he left Judea and he returned to Galilee. Whenever Jesus was doing great things, it always posed a problem for the Pharisees. You don't say that three times. Posed a problem for the Pharisees. I mean, it always posed a problem. They didn't want him getting any kind of fame. They didn't want him helping people. They didn't. They wanted the credit. They wanted. They were counting and they were doing all the things. They were being religious. They 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 had a lot of rules, but they didn't have a lot of relationship with Jesus. And they were always trying to catch him. And so they saw he was doing some incredible things, and that bothered them. Verse four says this: Jesus going back. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Verse four troubles me because Jesus didn't have to go through Samaria. He chose to go through Samaria. He could have went the long way. Could have went the other way around town, but it says that he went right through, right through Samaria, a place that Jews wouldn't typically go. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, the Bible says. And Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well at about noontime. That matters. And the reason why it matters is because it's the, he's going to run into this lady that we're going to read about in just a moment. And typically when people go to get water, they go early in the morning before it's hot. They're carrying these waters. They're not calling the water man. They're not, they're not calling Culligan or Zephyr Hill and saying, hey, can you deliver me water? They're going to get their water. And this day, the women would have went to get water early in the morning. Jake, Jesus is at this well and it's noontime. And soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because the disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. Now I know this about this story. I knew Jesus knew that he was going to encounter this woman. I know that Jesus sent his disciples away on purpose. I mean, Jesus had a divine appointment for this lady. Jesus has had a divine appointment for you, some of you in this season. Jesus is always setting up divine appointments. And right now, in this moment, it is this lady's turn to have a one-on-one -on -one encounter with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Messiah. The Bible says that soon she was she came to drink water and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink of water. Verse 8, he was alone at the time because the disciples had gone to the village to buy some food. Verse 9, the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. And she said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink 
of water. I'm going to keep, I'm trying to get through this passage of scripture, but there's so much truth in here. If Jesus asks you a question, I've said this for as long as I preach this passage of scripture, if Jesus asks you a question, he already knows the answer to it. And if you have a question that you're asking in this season right now, why and how and what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? And how am I supposed to feel? Jesus has an answer for all of your questions as well. The Bible says in, in verse 9, she says, The woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Verse 10. Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would be asking me and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't even have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well, you have no idea. This well is deep. Where would you get this living water? Love that question. And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and, the, and his animals enjoy? Like, how can you do better than our ancestor Jacob? And Jesus is like, I, I, I can. I'm, I'm going to do better. I'm, I'm about to show you. Verse 13, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Man, that water sounds so good. I mean, Jesus, if I give you some, I, will, I, don't, I won't just give you a thirst. I won't just quench your thirst physically. I'll quench your thirst spiritually. We live in a country today where people are thirsty after all these things. And Jesus is saying to us today, I will quench all of your needs. I will help you see yourself the right way. I will help you not thirst after the wrong things. I can change everything. In just one moment, you can have a brand new normal. In just one moment, things can be better than what they were before. And verse 15 says this, please, sir, give me this water and I will never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come here to get water. Please, sir. Like I, I want the water. Like I, I, I want a new normal. I, I want things to change for me. I want a, I want a better life. I want what you just described. I want that. I don't want to have to keep on going after relationship after relationship to try to fill, to, to quench my thirst. I don't want to have to keep on chasing people and things. And I don't want to keep on chasing money. I don't want to keep on chasing all these things. What we read about a little bit further, I'm going to give you the fast track of the story. The thing that she thirsts after, she has an emptiness inside of her. And she thinks relationships are going to fill it. Well, Jesus changes her life that day. I mean, that day, everything changed. It was a brand new life. Or it was a brand new normal for her. You know what she did? She went back to town and she said, guys, you will not believe what happened. This guy changed my life. And Jesus said, that is awesome. Keep on telling more people. And man, my prayer for us as a community, my prayer for you and for me is that, our new normal after we got saved, that everything just didn't change for a moment, but it changes for a lifetime. That every day we wake up, we, we know that we have a new normal. This lady had a new normal. Everything changed for her. Jesus answered the question that I asked you before. It's how do you see yourself? And so for the next few moments of our time together, I want to give you three things that I think 
this, that change for this lady, a, a new normal, if you will, for you and for me and for this lady. And it's this, number one, we were made in the image of God. You were made in the image of God. Genesis chapter one, verse 26 says this, that God says, hey, 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 God says to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit. He says to the Trinity, let us make man in our image. Let's make the man to be, to be like us. This woman, she, she didn't know this, but she was made in the image of God. You were made in the image of God. I was made in the image of God. There was a day when we, we when there was a day when we were born that we should have been able to see ourselves the way Jesus sees us. The, the way I think about it is, is this, I, I imagine a mirror and there was a day in Eden when everything was perfect. And so if you could imagine going back to Eden thousands of years ago and, and being in the Garden of Eden, there was a day where if Jesus would have handed Adam and Eve a mirror and they held the mirror up to their face, you know who they would have saw? They wouldn't have saw Adam. They wouldn't have saw Eve. They would have saw Jesus. You and I, we were made in the image of God. There was a day when we could see ourselves better. This lady couldn't see herself better. All this lady saw was her dysfunction and her issues and, and her thirst for all the things that the world had to offer. But Jesus was telling her that day, hey, sweetheart, you were made in the image of God. Hope Church, you were made in the image of God. Friend that's watching us for the very first time, you were made in the image of God. I was made in the image of God. You were made in the image of God. Here's the second thing I see in the story. Our sin destroyed our image of ourselves. Your sin destroyed the image that God put on you. I mean, he made you the way that he wanted to make you, but you and I, we have destroyed our image of ourselves. Our sin did that. Your sin, my sin, Adam and Eve's sin, and for the rest of humanity, for everyone that's born, they are born with a sin nature. Our sin destroyed our image of ourselves. Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2 says this, it's your sin that has cut you off from God. It's your, your sin cut you off from God. My sin cut me off from God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 says, Once you were dead, and you were dead because of your disobedience. You were dead because of your, because of your sins. You, you don't have to live as a sinner. You don't have to live in disobedience anymore. You were made in the image of God. Your sin destroyed our image of God, just like a car that sits out in the sun for a long period of time, the paint begins to fade, the, our image begins to fade away. The image that God made us in, He has begun to fade away because of our sin. And if you've ever been around long enough and you've had a mirror, at some point mirrors break. At some point glass breaks. But if you've ever looked at a mirror that's been broken, our image of ourself is destroyed, but it's our sin that does it. Your sin has destroyed your image. The Samaritan woman destroyed her image. She couldn't break her destructive patterns. You and I, we, we can't break our destructive patterns all by ourselves. I want to remind you today, here's the third thing I want you to write down, is we're not who we used to be. Jesus is having this conversation with the Samaritan woman. He says, hey, sweetheart, you don't have to be who you always were. You're not your, write this down in your notes, say you're not your sin any longer. You, you, things, are, 
things are different for you. When Jesus came, we've offered you every single week in this pandemic. And, and if you come to Hope Church or if you've been to Hope Church, we give people every week an opportunity to trust Jesus as their Savior. Because when we trust Jesus as our Savior, here's what we know, that we get a brand new image. Here's what we know, that we don't have to be the person that we used to always be, that we can be different. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, the Bible says this, My old self it's been crucified with Christ. Your old self, it has been crucified with Christ. I don't have to be the person that I've always been. I can be a new creature. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this, if you belong to Christ, you're a new person. You got a fresh start. You got a brand new beginning. I don't have to be who I always was. You and me and we, we're not who we used to be. We are a new creature. And so today's take home and this, 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 this point I want you to get down, take a, a, a picture of this in your mind or screenshot this. It's this, our new normal is to see ourselves the way Jesus sees us. Hey church, here's what I believe. You'll love your neighbor, right? If you see yourself the way Jesus sees us, you, you'll, you'll love your neighbor, right? If you see yourself the way Jesus Seasons. You'll love your neighbor, right? If you see them the way that you see yourself, you know, I, I like myself. I, I love myself. You know why I do that? Because I know that I was made in the image of God. God made me. At the very beginning of time in Genesis chapter one, when Jesus, I'm going to make man, I'm going to make women. I'm going to make, I, I'm going to make them in my image. I, I'm a, I'm an image barrier of Jesus. So I wrote down some things today that I think you need to get and they're going to throw up on the, I'm going to throw them up on the screen one at a time. And, and these are things that I've just embraced this week and my new normal, your new normal. I want you to embrace these things. And I made them in first person because I want you to personalize these things this morning. Here's the first one. I'm a son. I, I, I'm a son of God. That gives me a confidence Unlike, because I was born in his image, I'm a son. Or maybe if you're a girl, say you're watching, you, you would say this, I'm a daughter. I want, I want you to say these where you're at. Say, now I'm going to encourage you in the, in, in the days, in the next couple of Sundays, invite some people over and, and watch sermons with you. And maybe this morning already, people are watching this sermon with you. And you're like, well, this is weird. But say out loud where you're at. Just say this, I'm a son. I'm a daughter. Wherever you're at, say, here's the next one. Write this down or take a note or, or say this out loud. I'm an heir. I'm an heir. West Beecham is an heir. I'm an heir to the throne. I'm going to spend an eternity in heaven with Jesus. Jesus has a place for me to sit in heaven. I'm an heir. I'm not just a son. I'm not just a daughter, but I'm an heir. Here's the next thing right now. I'm chosen. You're chosen. I'm chosen. If you've trusted Christ as your savior, you are, God chose you. I was talking to a friend of mine today who's, who's adopted um, uh, his, his nephew as a, a 10-year-old boy. And I was talking to another friend of mine who goes to our church, one of our dream team members. Um, she got married and her husband has adopted her son. Like, you've been chosen by God. God chose you. Like, if you had, a, you, were, you were a slave to sin, but God bought you out of that. You're a new creature. The Bible says all the things have changed because God has chosen you. You've been chosen. That's such an encouraging thing. I grew up with my mom, my dad, and I'm so thankful for them. I, I love them. My parents, I love my parents, but here's what I know. God has adopted me. God has chosen me to be in his family. I have an earthly family, but I also have a heavenly family. You have a heavenly family. You and I, we're chosen. Here's the next one. I'm called. 
I'm called. You got to say that out loud where you're watching. Say, I'm called. Right now, where are you? Say, I'm called. You're called. I'm called. God has called me. He's called me to be a son. He's called me to be a daughter. He's called me to be an heir. He's called me chosen. Here's another thing he calls me. I'm loved this morning. You're loved. I'm loved. I'm loved this morning. Normally when I would write these messages, I would say we're loved or or you're loved. But you need to personalize it. You need out loud to say I'm loved. And here's what I need you to know. Here's what frustrates me so bad. We don't see ourselves the right way. We don't see ourselves the way God wants to see us because sometimes we struggle with the idea that God actually loves us. He loves you. The reason why we struggle with love from our Heavenly Father is because we struggle with love from our earthly father or earthly family or earthly friends. Listen, I want to let you know today that God, but when he created you, he made you in his image and he made you love. God loves you. Why don't you say that where you're at today? God loves me. I'm loved. And here's the last one. I'm wanted. Hey, friend, one of the most encouraging things that I, I know from reading God's word is that God wants me. And on our church, we say this, people want to be needed and known. You know what I know? God, God knows me. He, he wants me. Like God wants relationship. God wants relationship with me. And not just me. He wants relationship with you. And if your new normal is going to be to see ourselves the way that Jesus sees us, you're going to have to have a relationship with Jesus. And I want to help you this morning have a relationship with Jesus. And, and some of you guys are watching and you already have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you today, let's live, let's see ourselves the way Jesus sees us. We were bought with the price. We're new creatures. We're sons, we're daughters, we're heirs, we're chosen, we're called, we're loved, we're wanted. Let's live like that. Let's love our neighbor. Let's see people as equals. Let's love our neighbors because we love ourselves well. Because Jesus loved us as his neighbor. And so if you're watching today, man, let's do better in this area. Let's look at our, let's be reminded this morning that you and I were made in the image of God. You know, my last name is Beecham. That's my last name. My parents gave me that last name. But I'm a son or daughter of Jesus Christ, and I need to carry that image of Christ wherever I go. I'm not who I used to be. I'm a new creature. I'm changed. And I want to give you the opportunity, wherever you're watching, I'd say to have an opportunity to trust Christ as your Savior, to have a relationship with Jesus so that you can see yourself the way Jesus sees you. So if you're watching today, we want to encourage you that if you want to be saved today, if you want relationship with Jesus Christ, you have to admit that you've done wrong. All of us have to admit that. At some point in your life, if you're going to trust Christ as your Savior, you have to admit that you've done wrong. I've done wrong. I have to admit that today. Letter A, you have to admit that you've done wrong. Letter B, you've got to believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and for my sins, and he has. But you have to believe that. The Bible tells us in Romans Chapter 3, verse 23, that we're all sinners. The Bible goes on a little bit further. Romans 6, 23, there's a wage for that sin. But John chapter 3, verse 16, Romans chapter 5, verse 8, tells that God loves you. He loves you and died on the cross for your sins and my sins. And let her see, you have to commit your life to Jesus. Where you're watching at today, wherever in the world you're watching, you can commit your life to Jesus 
and instantaneously become a new creature, get a brand new start, and you can start seeing yourself the way Jesus sees you because you and I were made to have a relationship with him, but you have to commit your life to Jesus. And so if you're watching today, I wanna to give you that opportunity right now to admit that you've done wrong, to believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and for my sins, and let her see, I wanna give you the opportunity to commit your life to Jesus. Now I wanna help you today. I wanna to pray a prayer today. My prayer can't save you, only Jesus can save you, but I wanna help you ask Jesus to be your savior right where you're watching at today. And if you like that, right now I wanna invite you to bow your head and close your eyes and repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I've done wrong. I have sinned against you. And because I've sinned, I've broken our relationship, Jesus. I've, I've moved away from you. But today, Jesus, I believe that you died and you rose again for my sins. Lord, today I'm committing my life to you. I believe that you are the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the true Messiah. Lord, please change me and make me new. Today, I trust you as my Savior. And I thank you. Thank you for choosing me. Amen. Hey, I'm so excited for you today. If you pray that prayer today for the very first time, I wanna celebrate that with you. I wanna give you more information on what it means and more information on how you can grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. I wanna direct you over to our website. Would you go to hopewintergarden.com? Would you click on Know God? And when you do that, there'll be more verses. There'll be more explanation on what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And at the bottom of that, our email address is on there, info at hopewintergarden.com. We'd love for you to message us and let us know, hey, I gave my life to Christ today. I'm, I'm going all in with God today. We would love to know that. Would you let us know that? You can go to our Instagram account or our Facebook account, wherever it is that you're watching today, and you can just message us, hey, today I went all in with God. Today I committed my life to Christ. Hey, friends, if you've been saved for a long time and, and you know that you've, you've trusted Christ as your savior, hey, let's let our new normal be to see ourselves the way that Jesus sees us. Let's see everyone as equal and let's see ourselves the way Jesus sees us. Our image that God, is, God made us in his image, let's live like people who were made in the image of God. Hey, thanks so much for joining us for week two of New Normal. I cannot wait to see you next week. Until then, keep loving people, keep encouraging people, keep inspiring people, and let's go out and live out the new normal. I love you guys, see you next week. Wow, what an incredible word from our pastor today. Let's let our new normal be to go out there and to look at ourselves and see ourselves as Jesus sees us. Thank you so much, Pastor Wes, for the encouragement that you bring each and every week. If you would like to give today, you can give at hopewintergarden.com or you can actually text an amount to 84321. Your generosity is making a difference. Hey, thanks for joining us online today. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If there's anything we can pray with you about or if you have any questions about anything going on, 
please feel free to email us at info at hopewintergarden.com or DM us on any of our social media platforms. We believe the best is yet to come. We hope you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Have a great week.